Hello, sexy nerds in the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am Ali, your classic nerd. And I'm VM, your comic book nerd. I had to, um, I had to make a start recording because Ali went on a fucking tirade again. I did. I'm, I'm so over it. I was watching the fucking videos of of people buying the iPhone. Uh huh. Is this the iPhone 16? The iPhone what? No, it's the uh, iPhone. It's the 11, right? So it's the. the Wait, yeah, did they yeah. jump? So no, okay. So they went iPhone 8, right? Yeah. Two years ago, they went iPhone 8, and then there's iPhone. There's no iPhone 10. 9. No, there's no well, 9. They went. Why, 10. What happened to 9? Nothing. It's just it was their 10 year anniversary. So instead of doing like a an an 8s or in a 9, they just went. They just jumped to 10. Yeah, they just jumped to the 10, and then last year they, all the laws of mathematics. Yeah, kinda. And then like this year or last year they did 10s, 10s Max, and 10R, and then uh, this year they decided we're going iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro, and iPhone 11 Pro Max. So the I I, say Pro Magnum. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, for for those of you who know what size like the iPhone 10, 10R, and 10s and 10s Max are, the phones are the same sizes. They just change the cameras up. They've so, gotten bigger though, right? Um, yes, compared to the older phones, yeah. Compared to what I have, so yours is the same size as the Max, but the screen is bigger because it's end to end. Right? I so don't like you, that. I don't like end to end. That's more to break. You and you and V both have seven pluses, so you guys have a. Uh, a so this five, is a seven plus. Yeah, it's like a five point five inch screen. The uh, iPhone ten is a five point eight inch screen, but it's a smaller phone, bigger screen. The uh, iPhone eleven is a six point one inch screen, and then the iPhone uh, eleven Pro Max is a six point five inch screen. Are all the all the new elevens uh, screen uh, end end screens or? Yeah, they got rid of the home button, so that's one of the things they started doing with the iPhone ten, and then Why? every um, because and that's what uh, Samsung did with the uh, S eight. So yeah. about two years ago, three years ago almost, Samsung got rid of like their buttons and they just did full screen end to end. So that way yeah, but you the, have the touch screen is unreliable. It can be, yeah, but the home buttons are unreliable as well. So the one button, of them, there's something more reliable about a, about a button, right? You you would think that, but the buttons break, right? Oh, is that, that yeah? Sound? So the buttons break because it was a separate piece. So they fixed it with the seven and the eights, where they made it one piece. So like that's why, like, remember when uh, you got the seven plus, it felt a little different than your like six. It. The button felt like it was a little stiff. Yeah. Um, and that's because the button only works if the phone's turned on. If the phone's turned off, then the button doesn't work. Um, cause it's, a, it's, it's a main piece of it. My uh, biggest issue, however, despite the design shit, like, I don't like the fact that it doesn't have a button. Something about the button is reassuring to me. It's a type of technology I can rely on, right? Mm-hmm. It goes back to like the oldest forms of, of, of electric technology, the button yeah. and the switch, right? I can understand if I that. could have a fucking lever on this thing, I would have a lever on it. I would yeah. love a lever on this fucking phone. Do you know how amazing that would be? I mean, because the levers are, are very satisfying. They're very it. satisfying, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you'd something is happening. Yeah, yeah. You've done so. Like you, like whenever if you've ever pulled a lever, you feel like you've accomplished something. Like, that's, that's true. That's true. true. Specifically, yeah, yeah. like like the old ones where like you can actually hear the electricity start, like click, like that is. <laughs> I'm talking like Frankenstein's monster type shit. Like I love that. Like 
put one of those on the phones. Yeah, like I would love fuses. That. That's like something I still like. To yeah, do. I love that stuff. Right? Oh yeah. God, yeah, the fuse. Wasn't that the most satisfying thing? Like when the electricity went out and you had a chance to like play with the fuse box. Oh yeah. Just yeah. like you felt like you're straight out of Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> turning it on, turning it. like that's what I want. So the, I like the button. The fact that they got rid of the button makes me uncomfortable. You're but two it's years fact, too late for that. I am two years too late for that. I'm actually more than two years too late because I haven't upgraded. You gave me your phone in an act of like a charity because yeah, I refused you, to. It was more. It was more an act of like frustration, I think, than anything else. Well, I you were running out of storage, and then I was tired of like you asking me how to get more storage <laughs> and tell and me telling you I can't, and you saying that that was a a design failure. <laughs> so I just gave you mine. I'm like, here, 128 gigs. It's ten times more than what you have. <laughs> in fairness, this thing has never asked me about memory ever again yeah because i gave you fucking like nine times the memory you have the thing that frustrates me endlessly is that they keep changing these phones like like making minor adjustments that are kind of cool but like Mm -hmm. not worth me spending a thousand dollars cool yeah like i'm the word cheap has never been associated with me right you guys could both agree with that i'm pretty generous i'm not pretty yeah yeah persnickety yeah. about money like oh this costs this much i refuse to that's just not who i am right yeah you're not frugal you're I'm rich. not frugal anyways i'm not rich stop but i'm not frugal I, I if it's worth it i'll totally spend it and I, if it's involved with any form of luxury or comfort i'm all for it put money on laptops great it makes sense to me to spend a thousand or a few a couple thousand on a laptop i uh-huh. use the laptop for everything right it's got my writing on there like i get it there's a lot going on but am I really wanting to spend $1,000 for a phone that I'm going to text message, Instagram, and Twitter on and take a couple photos? Like, that's literally all I use my phone for. Is yeah, that you... worth $1,000? Okay, so for you, maybe not. I mean, you, I'd be hard-pressed to say that you use your laptop more than you use your phone. I mean, maybe you do because you're a professor and shit now, and you're always writing stuff. But for like layman like me and V, well, no, V's a fucking artist and he's always doing shit on his laptop. For someone like me who like, honestly, the only time I ever use my laptop is for recording podcasts. That's it. Like this thing is here to record podcasts and nothing more. I don't don't use it for porn. I don't use it for like writing. I don't use it for anything else but to record podcasts. Um, So I don't use my laptop like that. I use my phone fucking 90 percent of my day is my phone you know like see that's interesting to me because i use my laptop more yeah i'm but on my la- there's days where like my phone will be in another room like people always get angry at me because i don't uh-huh. respond to text messages right away yeah They're like why do you never respond i'm not being rude i just my phone isn't always on me yeah no it'll no, be my... in another room for hours and i, just I can't do check that it. no like for like i get angry. if i leave my phone in my my bedroom and i'm in my living room even though it's right there it gives me anxiety. Like I need really? to have it. Like you got to yeah. It's like a comfort thing. It's a comfort thing. I need my phone with me. I can't sleep without my phone or my iPad next to me. Oh no. Like, yeah. My phone yeah. gets put in the other room all the time. I'll wander around with a laptop, but I won't wander around with a cell phone. No, I can't. This is, it's just not that big a deal for me. It is. I guess for me, it's because I'm in, you're involved in a lot of group chats too, which is weird. So I would think that like, I am. So like, I think I'm in, more, but I'm always late in the group oh, chats. Yeah. No, see, I'm not, I'm in, I'm in more group chats than you. Um, I'm, I, I have a whole bunch of WhatsApp groups. I have a bunch of like regular group chats. I have fucking, I have them too. I just don't like, I have a WhatsApp that I haven't probably logged into six months and there's, there's notifications on. There. Oh yeah. No, that gives me anxiety. If there's notifications on my phone, I have to look at them and see what they are. No, yeah. I, I, my notifications, they take for, they just take forever. Group chats. I'm the guy that shows up every 
two days to say one word or one sentence and then disappears again. Yeah, no, my shit's a weakness, dude. Like, um, remember uh, Ryan Howard from uh, The Office when they did the trivia episode and he was like just yeah. on his phone the whole time? And like they told him to give the fo- put the phone in the pocket for like a minute and he couldn't do it. That's me. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. I, v, you scroll a lot too, though. I see you use scrolling as a sort of comfort thing. Like when no one's talking, I'll notice you'll just kind of just you do this thing where you just pull out your phone and you'll start scrolling. Yeah, mostly because I'm trying to. Um, it's mostly for Instagram. Because oh, so you're an Instagram trying, person. Okay. Oh, yeah. For my uh, for the sandwich, for the sandwich slayer stuff. It's just like trying to. It's basically when I have downtime, the idea is that I'm just using it to try and um, engage other mm. other Instagram accounts. Mm. Yeah, so that's usually what it ends up being. Also, it's like, yeah, I mean, if there's nothing, if there's nothing to do there, it's like I can just pull it out and find something, you know. You see, but I'm comfortable just sitting there. Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, I'm on Twitter more than Instagram. I think I log on to t- Instagram maybe once a week or once every other week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very like very rarely. Whereas Instagram, I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm on daily. But the thing is, if if Twitter goes out of control, I I put my, my phone away. Yeah, go, it yeah, does that a lot. <laughs> Twitter Twitter is like it, it's uh it's like ball lightning, right? It, like yeah, yeah. it's just like it's it's you can't control it, and this kind of destroys everything haphazardly. Yeah. Although it does have its own funny uses once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, it can be useful every once in a while, but in general, you're just like, yeah, I, I'll put this phone. The notification thing isn't a move for me to answer. It's a move for me to not answer. If I get too many notifications, I'm like, that's too much. I've got other things to do that are more important than yeah. Than answer all this no, shit. see, and it's usually I mean, when, I mean, when I mean by notification, I mean like Instagram and and Twitter. I don't mean like people text me. I'm like, no, fuck that person. I'm not going to respond. Usually, if I'm late, it's just because I've left the phone in the other room or I'm busy doing elsewhere. I've forgotten my phone at home. Probably half a dozen times. Yeah, no, I can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. No, see, see, I don't, I don't do that. But I mean, I do. There are points where it's like the phone will be in the other room. And but like would I you spend a thousand dollars? Is the question for this new phone? Hell no. See, it's a principal thing, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can all afford to buy this phone, but the idea is that that we're in this state where we're like being, you know thrown over a barrel by these companies we have no choice Speak for yourself rich uncle alone yeah, okay. but it's like it's like there's no like what are you gonna do that you can't be like you know i'm gonna buy a flip phone no okay so look i'm, <laughs> yeah. gonna, I'm gonna put it in context for you okay so when right. when you bought your iphone 6 five years yeah. ago all right um, <laughs> <laughs> which which we should we should we should we should put this into context when i bought it it was like after months of dis going you need to upgrade your phone, Ali, because the phone I had before that was the HTC Incredible, yeah. which was like the first generation smartphone. Yeah. And that thing was so old school mm-hmm. that like there was actually no point in it having a browser. Yeah. Yeah. Like legit. You couldn't do anything on your phone. So you couldn't do anything. So on your phone. we got you an iPhone 6. We subsidized the cost when at the time that you bought it, you you yeah. subsidized the cost to $200. Oh. But you were you is that so? You were put in a two year contract. Okay, had you bought okay. the phone outright, you would have paid six hundred and fifty dollars. Really? Yeah. So the, your phone was worth six hundred and fifty dollars. You just paid two hundred for it and ended up paying an additional four hundred and eighty. Uh, I sold my soul for a two year contract. Kinda. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, Do, am I still under contract? No, they got rid of contracts back in like 2016, 2017. Oh, so I have no contract you know, anymore. You've been on a contract for since 20, 2017. You've been on a contract. Okay. You got your and if I were to buy a new phone, I still wouldn't be under. No, you'd just be financing a phone. That's what they do now. So what, what is that? What does that mean? So they've lo- basically 
like it's like you're paying a monthly fee. You're basically adding it. They're tacking on a monthly fee to towards the phone every. Okay, hold every, the hold the right? fuck on. Hold the fuck on. <laughs> you're telling me. I didn't know this. This is news to me. You're telling me that I'm basically buying a car. Is that what you're saying? I'm going I mean, to pay. I'm like, you know, like I have car payments. I mean, essentially, I now yeah. have phone payments. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you that's how it works now. But you use your you people use their phones more than they use their cars, and it's like, yeah, you're spending a thousand dollars for the phone. If you break it down, it comes out to like forty two dollars a month. And if you don't want to do the iPhone eleven Pro, forty two dollars a month in addition to like the services or whatever. Yeah, right? but the thing is, is like your line charges now are less expensive than they were before. You don't let me. I don't know. I, I still pay like a hundred. Well, that's because you don't let me go onto your account and change your plan. Last time you changed my plan, I didn't. I ended up with a ringback tone. No, no, no. no, no this yeah, ringback tone stop. is still is still it's, on it's there. bullshit. It's true. Okay. It's still on there. It's been okay. years. First off, first off, I, <laughs> people call me and they go, "Why do you have classical music?" Okay. Here's the thing: like a hold music. I never put a ringback tone on your phone. You've had a ringback. Well, somebody, tone. you've had a ringback tone on your phone for about ten years now. Sweet yeah, music. literally, like for the better. So yeah, it's just like 2009. I want to say. I mean, that's not. Yeah, I didn't do that I mean, shit. shit. I didn't. I didn't start with <laughs> with my. Well, somebody did. Yeah, and it's been on there ever since. Yeah, it's been there for like at least ten years. You've had a ringback tone. That wasn't me that did that shit. I would never fucking. Put Everyone it. who calls me, they're like, "Why do you have hold music?" Yeah, I can <laughs> like. And I, I asked you if you wanted me to change it. You said no. I said no because I don't like change. <laughs> you don't because one thing change. As much as I hate the ringback tone, it drives me nuts. I'm more worried that something will change in the ring back. Like you remove the ring back tone and then I'll lose like six other features. On I don't it. know, man. Let's just fucking reboot your phone, bro. Like let's just do a whole new reboot of your plan, your phone. Let's get you, let's get you connected to the future. That, yeah, I got that you. would be radical. That would be a currently nerdy episode, like a live episode, yeah. rebooting all these. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, fucking bringing that ring. The, yeah. Bringing what if that ring back tone? What if your ringback tone is like the one thing that's like keeping the company from like accessing all your personal information? That's what I'm saying. Like what if it's yeah, like, <laughs> like what if like what if the fact that I have that ring ringback tone means that I'm on this older plan that's so old that like nobody in Verizon has access to it because it's part of like this old system that they haven't moved over. But when I upgrade and I've got this new plan, now they've got access to all my nudes. Bro, that's not how it works. Ooh. That's not how it works. <laughs> also, uh, just a heads up, you do know you don't have unlimited data right what do you mean i don't have unlimited well, you data? Don't have, I've, been, I've been using this thing like a madman yeah but you don't have unlimited data you have fucking 10 gigs of data oh but yeah. i don't have i never come close to 10 gigs do i no <laughs> no because i don't really use yeah. okay yeah, but, so in my world it's basically unlimited yeah. whereas like <laughs> i think i think i use somewhere close to like 70 to 75 gigs of data a month how the Holy hell do you shit. Use it? How does well, that possible? Porn, porn, porn. No, well, he streams. Uh, porn. So, okay, I looked at my battery percentage usage over the past ten days. Um, thirty yeah. percent of it comes from YouTube. Holy Christ! Yeah, so like I'm always on YouTube. Like, how do we look up our usages? Uh, Let's all do this right so you, now. I want to see. You what go to settings, and then okay. you're gonna scroll down to where it says battery. Man, this is wonderful. Yeah. This is wonderful podcast. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, we're, we're, we're seriously like, we're, we're, where's battery on here? It's, it's a fucking big thing. That says battery. Oh, I see. I you see click battery. That, okay. Click the last like seven days or last 10 days. Um, okay. Last seven days. All right. Diz, you go first. Yeah, 30% YouTube, 18% okay. Facebook, 18% messages, 5% fantasy football, um, and then 3% Instagram, 2% Twitter, 2% Spotify. And it's just all like minimal Jesus shit. Christ. Yeah. Okay, okay, V, you go first. Second. 
didn't even grab my phone is on the other side of the room. <laughs> okay. So I didn't I didn't go I didn't even bother to grab way to, it. Way to participate, V. Way to participate. So I've got uh 85% Twitter, 5% uh, messages, 3% phone. Wait, do you do you even have phone on yours? Yeah, but mine mine's at two percent. Three percent. Three percent homes and slash lock screen. That's yeah, mine too. So I use I use my screen like my actual lock screen as much as I use the actual phone. Yeah, that's normal. Three percent mail. One yeah. percent Siri. One percent photos. One percent Safari audio. I don't know what that, that means. That means you were listening to something on Safari or there's like an ad on Safari. Wait. Is it under screen time? I just go and grab no, my phone. Battery, battery, go under settings and battery. So I basically use this thing for Twitter. 85% Twitter. of your battery usage goes to Twitter. That's in the last seven days? That's in the last seven Holy days. Holy shit, dude. How much fucking Twitter do you do on your phone? I use Twitter more than I use my phone. Then I call people, then I do email. Yeah, because like, but I'm not on Twitter that often. It just happens to be more than everything else. That makes sense because like mine was like YouTube, but I have a whole shit ton of apps. So all the other ones are like, 1%. what's your usage though? Here's what's the usage. What's the usage since last time? So what? What do you mean? You charged. It's at the bottom. It says time since last full charge usage. Oh, 59%. But that's because. Oh, mine says three hours and 44 minutes. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, it's. V, what'd yours say? I want to know what V's usage is. What, this is by the percentage? Yeah. What's by your percentage? Break this down. All right. So, uh, most of it's 29% is, is this game called Raid that I play? So a gamer. Okay. The biggest yeah. is gaming. Okay. And then the 18% YouTube. Uh, 16% is, is, uh, Movi, which is the camera app that I use, my gimbal. Okay. Uh, 10% Twitter. Seven percent Instagram, five percent Safari, four percent podcasts, and everything else is kind of random. Shit. Really, our personalities really come through in those usages, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Can we yeah. just basically do astrology for tech people. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Is that what this we, just was? Yeah, yeah this yeah. was basically astrology for tech people yeah. based off of usage. What does that tell us about our personalities? Okay, whoever's listening to this podcast, tweet us and let us know what based off of our usage what you can tell from our personalities. But look, man, like I said, dude, we'll reboot your phone. We'll get you a nice one. We'll get you a new one. Um, I'll think about yeah. it. Let me, let me, because you'd have to ship it out to me, huh? Yeah, or I'll just come, well, next time I come to Pennsylvania, I'll go with you. Okay, I'll let, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you in like a couple of days if Wait, I really want Ali, do you have, uh, do you have the, are you still using a corded, uh, corded earbuds or are you using the Bluetooth ones now? No, I use a corded. Okay, I still use the corded ones too because I actually like you them You plug better, in the little but... dongle thingy? Yeah, yeah, I have a little, yeah, the, the dingus thing that this steals for me from work. <laughs> yeah, I can't. yeah, I use the dingus too. I use AirPods. I, I still haven't had the uh, AirPod. What do you call them? iPods? AirPods? AirPods. AirPods, AirPods right? I don't have those. Yeah. You know why? So, I'll actually, tell you why. There's a why? benefit to these cords. It saves yeah, your you phone. You lose them. If you yeah, ever drop your phone, you grab it by the cord. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. it's like a your, your, your phone's like a little trapeze artist. Oh, there you go. I have, I have um, a fucking pop socket that carries it. So you know what's crazy is that I actually read an article the other day, and uh, it was basically talking about how, like, uh, those air those AirPods or whatever they're called are like the worst thing for the environment. How? Uh, because I guess I because people lose them all the time, and they essentially become useless if you lose one, right? Mm -hmm. And they also talk about how like the lithium battery in there, it's like it 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 costs it it costs next to nothing to make, 
but it's really expensive so it like drains people's resources mm -hmm. and like the, the degradation time on them is like so long that it's like contributing to like the destruction of the planet Holy pretty much shit. because like they end up because they end up getting thrown away and like they don't degrade and it's like the technology is just like a lot of it ends up kind of it's stuck because it doesn't like well, they become that, completely useless this and is my other just, worry yeah. is like like a lot of this technology like okay look as much as i hate the iphone right and i'm like yeah. all right fuck it whatever i know that some people are really into it so i'm not gonna begrudge them that right yeah let them have their hobbies it's like the 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 manufacturing process that goes into this technology that can't be good for the environment. You know no. what I mean? Like these iPhones, especially considering like, because I use the iPhones in class, right? So in addition to like the way we use, I use some apps in class for students just so the class is more interesting. But I also use the iPhone as a prop. There's like a lecture I do on capitalism and colonialism. And I'll actually hold up my iPhone. I'll be like, the technology that, that you know, that materials that make up this iPhone are a product of colonial capitalism, Right. Mm. cobalt zinc copper it's all that stuff that goes in here that's shit we steal from africa right or extract from africa so there's that portion of it that, that stuff all contributes to but then the actual like manufacturing and then the disposal like how many of these if i upgrade this how many of these phones get thrown away um it depends. what does that do for the environment it depends most mm. the thing is, is like legally you're not allowed to throw it away you have to recycle it like by law you have to recycle your electronics and most people but at that point you've already no because it's been manufactured in some type of plant you've already fucked up the environment well most people trade their phones in and then you know they, they go to like the warehouse and then they get taken apart properly and like remanufactured for like warranty uses and stuff later and shit and the parts get used yeah yeah so it's mm. so i have actually i did this is the this is the the vice is a vice article and i actually have a quote here that's that, that kind of stood out to me that's important so it's so it says for roughly 18 months, AirPods play music or podcast or make phone calls. Then the lithium ion batteries will stop holding much of a charge and the AirPods will slowly become un unusable. They can't be repaired because they're glued together. They can't be thrown out or else the lithium ion battery may start a fire in the garbage compactor. They can't be easily recycled because there's no safe way to separate the lithium ion battery from the plastic shell. Instead, the AirPods sit in your drawer forever. Like it's like one of like it's like one of the quote. I, I'll link the Vice article to you guys so you can read yeah, it. But it is an really interesting good, one. That's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. And I mean, especially with the climate crisis going on right now, we just had a climate strike. It does it does raise questions. And as much as I'm like, you know, as much as I dislike technology, there is a part of me that also goes, this stuff we've just accepted as normal. Yeah, and we yeah. all kind of just like uh, accepted into our lives. But if we're real serious about the environment and we're really serious about the climate, these are the sort of structural changes that we'll need to make. It's not enough that we're recycling. It's not enough that we make like changes in our ordinary lives. We need structural changes. So recently there was this massive climate strike and it ha just so happened to coincide with Area 51, the yeah. raid on Area 51, which I was so happy to see was yeah. not a, ended up being as popular as it <laughs> as if people had thought it would be. It was roughly like a few hundred people up to a, a thousand kind of showed up. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that, right? That's fine with me. I was worried that I was like, there's going to be more people there than they were at, at the border at these concentrations oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> that would have been the ultimate tragedy what, yeah. that would have been like i would have been over it like that's it bring an end to the world we're done hard reset reboot let's let's go it's fucking but, mean, bro. i swear fortunately that didn't happen and at the same time there was a massive climate strike globally and it was a phenomenal you're seeing a, an entire generation there's a really hilarious photo of these like young punk rock metalhead kids that 
very young. They're like they look like they were twelve, but they were all they were very punk rock. And they had a sign that says, "I may want to die, but I want I don't think the planet needs to." Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's like everyone was like, uh, "Bless these little metal kings." Um, what was fantastic is like you know that's iconically the the doomer generation right like yeah, gen z yeah. is, is they're doomers they know the world is coming to an end so there's an element of like pessimism there um but it's seeing that generation really organized with millennials and and gen z coming out in mass numbers saying what's happening is not acceptable seeing kids in afghanistan in france in your uh, in all parts of europe london in the united states yeah india uh, in yeah. India, it is really kind of a moment where you go, maybe there's a chance to change things. Yeah. Maybe there's a chance. But what's frustrating is, the is that people? at the same time, huh? Is the old people? Yeah, well, the old people are always a pain in it. Boomers in particular, right? Just like of all, George Carlin has one of the best skits on on boomers and, and baby boomers, right? He lo- he hates them as a generation. He goes fucking entitled, whiny, had everything handed to them, and now they're like, give me, give me, give me, and now they turn around and they blame everybody else. Love his skit. Go check out the baby boomer skit. But one of the things that's so fascinating about this is that you have this young climate activist Greta, right, who has emerged as the sort of face of. Of, of this generation of the climate crisis and anxiety she was just recently at the un summit where she gave an amazingly impassioned and powerful speech very emotional right but at the same time that she's leading this and she's inspired she's inspiring people started out as just by herself now she's leading this massive climate strike you have a whole generation of people just attacking her yeah i know really these fucking a whole scumbags. generation you know, you know, like, oh, she's an emotionally unstable teen. Michael Knowles uh, on the oh, yeah, fucking mentally, Fox News. Me- mentally it, challenged mentally or whatever. Ill. Mentally she, Ill, what, yeah. a, what a piece of shit, right? You know, fuck that and guy. it just goes to show you that even though there's a whole generation ready to, to really take this on, that I don't know if we're as, as a society ready or able or willing to make those changes. Because well, the flip side of it is that, yeah, you have those, you have the boomers and the conservatives and right wings who've mm-hmm. always been assholes, right? Yeah. They're not, they're very comfortable targeting teenagers. But then you have people like Chelsea Clinton and Barack Obama was like, yeah, you go Greta. And I'm like, no asshole. She's calling you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You people, you elites, you world leaders are the ones that failed. You don't get to now pat her on the back and go, oh, we're so impassioned by you. Slay queen. No, no, no. No, (laughs) you assholes are what led to this problem in the first place. And it's because we have a whole kind of system that's unwilling to address the systematic structural problems of climate change. Well, I mean, look, you have a lot of uh, Gen Zers, right? Like who who stand up for this shit. Like so David Hogg stood up and is speaking out against the NRA and gun control. Right. And now you have Greta speaking out about climate change. And it's always like the same fucking shit that you hear from the conservatives and like the old people and and even the elite, right? Like, so the conservatives and the older people like go off on them. Well, they're kids. They don't know any better, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't know what they're talking about, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then you have like, you know, the elite who are like, yeah, good job, good job. But you're not doing anything to fucking help, right? Like did what did Obama do like systemically to help with global warming? Like maybe exactly. he tried, but like, did he put anything like in, in effect that's now going to like, well, I mean, help there was, I mean, there the, wasn't the Paris agreement under him. 
Yeah, the Paris Agreement, but at the same time, he also green-lighted the Dakota Access Pipeline. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, right? it's like so, that, yeah. I mean, part of the Paris Agreement, the Paris Agreement is non-binding. It's just a promise that, hey, we'll, we'll be a little bit more careful about this stuff. But what's frustrating is, like, climate change can't be solved by just us recycling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It involves massive structural changes and massive lifestyle changes. Like, yeah, we went on a riff on the on the iPhone, but this plays this as much as as funny as that is, it does play a big role in this climate crisis. Are we willing to give up iPhones? No. Are we willing to give up a lot of these technologies? Are we willing to structurally change how the iPhone is made, produced, etc., so that it doesn't have deleterious effects on the climate. Well, and I vegans, don't think we are. Vegans and vegetarians have been telling me to stop eating meat and using animal yeah, but that, products. Here's the thing. Those, again, those are like minor individual changes. Like, look, I have nothing against veganism. Veganism is great, but first, it never addresses the fundamental difference between the global north and the global south's diet, right? Mm-hmm. The global south doesn't consume protein in the level that the global north does. They don't need to go vegan, okay? Two, that's a very as great as it is, and I, I support people who go vegan for moral reasons for climate. The the amount of damage that a single corporation does. I mean, I was reading just the other day that I think sometime where between seventy five to eighty percent of the damage done to climate is done by corporations. Yeah, I'm not surprised, yeah, yeah. motherfucker. Meaning that if we all make personal choices like recycling, I support recycling. We all go vegan. I support people who go vegan. Right, all that stuff. That it still wouldn't be enough to change what's going on, that it needs more than that. It needs corporations that are willing to no longer damage the climate, that are unwilling, that are going to you know, commit to not polluting the water. They're going to commit to all sorts of things. And it's not even just about environmental factors, right? Like, like addressing, economic. it's also economic changes, right? Yeah. How do you have, how do you address climate change in capitalism? You can't see, you can't fix it within the structure of capitalism because capitalism is inherently destructive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the, how do you do that? How do you address the fact that you could talk about conservation, environmentalism, you could talk about saving the climate, but you can't talk about that without talking about racial justice, things like access to water, access mm-hmm. to foods, right? Yeah access to clean air. These are all things that that will involve like a massive amount of lifestyle change. And I don't, we're just not ready for yeah. it. It's just like, that, that's the that's the fact. I, I, I'm hopeful with our generation that we may see some real changes. But like at the same time, I'm going, we're also the generation that's spending $1,000 each to buy these big old phones so that our selfies look great. Yeah. yeah. And no shade on the people who like taking selfies. I love great for you. It's I love the empowerment that comes with it. But let's also acknowledge that that technology in all of our hands, including myself, right, the inner mm-hmm. hands, is far more devastating to the environment than any one small change we make in our lives. That's true. I mean, you can yeah. you know you could uh, take five minutes less in the shower, right? But ultimately, like, yeah. well, how does that really change anything? You know, it's, yeah. it's it's those damn kids and their TikTok videos is what's ruining the environment. It's all that bullshit. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> number first and foremost, guys. Okay, I've never seen a TikTok video that I didn't cringe at. I just, I, I'm gonna put that out there. I, I actually tell my kids in class, I'm like, friends don't let friends TikTok. Yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe, maybe it's a sign of us being out of touch with the youth of today. Now, to be clear, there's some really good TikToks out there. As cringy as they are, there are some good ones that like, like that are educational. Some people have used TikTok to organize solidarity strikes with teachers. Yeah. We've seen a couple that have really done some good breakdowns of like the immorality of having billionaires. Yeah. So there could be some good stuff. But in general, 
it, TikTok's an it's issue. It's mostly right? just people lip syncing to a bunch of to the same fucking song over and over again. <laughs> it is. Can I tell you that they fucking ruined one of my favorite songs? Which song? So there's an Indilla song that I really like. Uh, Tours is an Indilla song. Absolutely fucking love it. And I, was, I saw a TikTok the other day on Insta, on Twitter, and I was like, I'm like, oh my fucking god, it's Indilla's song that they had turned into a meme, but like they'd slowed it down. And I just went, oh god, there's another song that's been ruined by TikTok. You fucking kids. Oh my god, it's the worst. But you know, I actually, <laughs> before we go off into that old bullshit, like I wanted to also address with the climate thing. Uh, you know, Google does a secret uh, Google camp every year, like in yeah. the summertime, yeah. and they did it in the thing in Sicily yeah. this year, right? And it was supposed, and they were supposed to be addressing climate change, but you know, they didn't really mention anything about the, you know, all the private jets and the mega million dollar yachts exactly. that were there at the party. Right. And the amount of money that they spent to kind of ruin the environment to get all the celebrities there. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And that's a perfect point. Yeah. That's a perfect point right there. It's just, it's bullshit. You know, like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's all like, you know, I understand that guys like Leonardo DiCaprio and stuff like they're really big in the they saying that they want to save the environment, but you know they're also flying in yeah. private jets too, right? Like it's right. not like Google's all about all about climate change, right? Or at least addressing it, right? So it considers itself a progressive company. It talks about being environmentally conscious, but it's like Google's products and Google's technology contributes to this problem. Google holding these summits contributes to these problems. It doesn't matter what brilliant solutions they come up with if you know you've, you're flying out a thousand people in private jets, right? Like that. Hello, yeah, no, <laughs> these really. are the type of things. Like, are you willing to stop flying out on fucking private jets? And if the answer is no, then yeah, we're nowhere near addressing climate change yeah. in a real God, structural. But the good God news damn. is like, if we have more of these strikes, like actual full-on strikes that involves like shutting down of business, like general strikes, if you start hitting people in their pocketbook, you'll start to make a difference. So don't don't be discouraged by what we're saying. What I'm saying is keep up. Keep up at it because more is needed until real change is made. We should mention real briefly that if we're talking about Greta, someone uh, on Twitter, Sarah K. Ahmad, uh, wrote that if you're teaching about Greta, teach about Autumn as well. And this is Autumn Peltier. She's a 13-year-old Anishinaabe girl, uh, First Nation. She's been an activist since she was an eight, uh, nominated for the 2019 International Children's Peace Prize. She's chief water commissioner for her tribe, for, the, for her nation. Um, and she's been out there doing this work as long as Greta has. Uh, and it's always notable that that uh, indigenous children, indigenous kids and youth and people of color have been at the front line of climate change activism for ages. Absolutely. So, you know, by all means, save the environment and stop being on TikTok. Two, yeah, so, please. you know, two sides of every single coin, Ali, you know, you have your positives and you have your negatives, right? And I feel like we need to turn away from this because, you know, the heat the heat is turning up and I'm getting pissed off. I need to cool down, right? So I want to bring in some nerd news if that's okay with you guys. Yes, so, please. like, you know, um, there was a, you know, James Gunn's actually doing the new, uh, the new Suicide Squad movie. Yes. Yeah, so he actually, this is actually a little bit old, but like, you know, he, he had a, kind of teased uh, the cast of the upcoming movie. We don't really know much about it outside of the fact that it's coming in 2021 and it's going to be written by James Gunn himself. But, you know, we do have some interesting additions to the cast. If you, if you guys haven't heard of it yet, um, Will Smith isn't going to be in it because he had some other, uh, some other engagements, but we are getting who's replacing the what who's replacing him. I don't, I don't even know if there's going to be a, uh, uh, a, a, was a dead shot yeah i don't think there, i don't even know if the dead shot's gonna really? be in there anymore yeah like they don't they yeah. don't actually know if it's gonna be like if it's gonna be a sequel or if it's gonna be like they, they haven't really 
like established but it's anything. Still with, with, Margot with, Robbie's uh, Margot still, Rob- yeah. Like Margot, like Margot Robbie's the important one, right? Everyone else, no one gives like no one gives a shit about Joe Kinnaman, right? Like no one gives a shit about Jai Courtney, like you know. But, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just kind of you know Viola Davis, absolutely as Amanda Waller, yes. You know, no one gives a shit about yeah, fucking an interesting take on Amanda Waller. I gotta say that, like of all, because I didn't like Suicide Squad. I'll be honest no with did. you. But I will say that I did like that Amanda Waller, even though she's not like the Amanda Waller of the comics book, who's like who's like big and built like a brick shit house, yeah, yeah. right? But she played it so well. That's true, yeah. And uh, Viola Davis such is such Amanda a great, Waller. you know, she's a great actress, uh, you know. But but now they're adding actually like you know our boy uh, John Cena is going to be in there, right? We won't even be able to see. Yeah, him. I know he's going to play. A he's he's going to be guy. the Invisible Woman from the Fantastic Four. That's a completely different. <laughs> yeah, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Uh, John Cena, Nathan Fillion's going to be in there, right? They also, um, you know, they also. I love Nathan Fillion, but isn't Nathan Fillion like, like I know he's a nerd fan, so I'm going to be careful about this. He's a nerd favorite. Yeah. But isn't Nathan Fillion just basically play Nathan Fillion? He pretty much does. I mean, he plays Nathan Fillion. He, he's, he's, yeah. like, he's like he's like Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. He like plays shades of himself. He's either a little darker or a little lighter, but it's always like Nathan Fillion. He's kind of a charming playboy, yeah. goofy. I guess he has the likable, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Sean Gunn's going to be in it. So, yeah, Sean Gunn's in, I think, all of almost all of uh, James Gunn's movies at one one point or another, right? He always kind of plays a background character. But these are the big Peter Capaldi, yeah. the doctor. Oh, I didn't know he's going to be Capaldi's going to be in there. Um, Who's he playing? Uh, we don't know yet. Really yeah. yet. Holy shit. Yeah. The only I people we know fucking Peter Capaldi. Yeah, it's great, right? The people we know for sure is Jai Courtney is going to be playing Captain I Boomerang. Um, <laughs> Viola Davis will be trying to be positive. No, I find Jai Courtney so fucking obnoxious. I and I don't know why. Like I, I can't, I can't place my finger this on is why I being hate Jai Courtney at all. But like I just, I, I fucking hate him. I don't know. I can't. I, I don't. This I is like being him. positive. He's from, uh, he's from Spartacus. So I like them in that. Um, so you have Joel is obnoxious. Fair enough. Yeah. Like yeah, Joel, Joel Kinnaman's playing Rick Flag. Um, I hate and that then, guy. <laughs> Rick Flag or Joel Kinnaman? Both. Yeah. No. Two straight lays for me. And then Margot Robbie playing uh what's her face? Harley Quinn. Oh, but you also have okay. Taika Watiti in there, right? So yeah, Taika okay, Watiti, that's yeah. gonna be interesting. Yeah. And because he brings a weird kind of frenetic energy. Yeah, and him. you know, he's kinda he's kind of funny without being funny at the same time. Like he's like I think he's yeah, just, yeah. and I, I don't he's amusing. I don't he's know amusing. I don't I don't want to be this way, guys. But I don't, I don't know how much I attribute his comedy to just being a New Zealander, like to being a Kiwi, as it's opposed to him up. being just funny, right? Like I, I don't know. You know, he's a, he's the, I call him the Kiwi version of um, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, why am I blinking all of a sudden? From what? What uh, movie? From uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, Goldberg. Not Goldberg. Goldberg. Jeff Goldberg. Jeff Goldberg. Goldberg. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I had like a total like brain fart. Like I, I know who fucking Jeff Goldblum is, but for whatever reason, I couldn't muster the powers to summon his name. Mm. Like it was just gone. It was like a, a dead void. Yeah. It's just, hey, they it, were in Ragnarok together. It's, it's fucking Alzheimer's setting. Yeah. Is what it is. And then finally, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, got a bit of a man crush on this guy. Idris Elba is going to be in there too. Oh shit. Yeah. So yeah, that's, this no, is that's a, a good packed, pack. okay, so, packed cast. But this is a mixed bag for me. That's a mixed bag. Yeah. It's uh I'm a I love the fact that uh Peter Capaldi's in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Peter Capaldi. Attack eyebrows, right? Mm-hmm. Love fucking Idris Elba. I think he's one of the f- most underrated actors of today. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Phenomenal, right? But Jai Courtney. No one gives a shit. 
with the hell? Yeah. Oh, isn't what's his name also in this? Uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson's in there too. Yeah. yeah. Pete, See, like, that's Davidson another person. Like, why? Yeah. And Flalula Blorg. Who? Flalula Borg, the guy from uh, Pitch Perfect Two. He played one of the German the YouTuber, guys. the YouTuber, yeah. the yeah, German dude. Yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah, this is yeah. a mixed bag. I don't know how I feel. I about like this. how you chose Michael the two Rooker. English actors out of all. <laughs> he literally went to oh, the two Scottish. English actors. He's yeah. Scottish. I mean, UK, how dare you? The two UK, I'm sorry. To the two, the two UK actors who may or may <laughs> you not. You nearly caused another independence right there. It's okay. You know what? They're on their way out anyway. You know, they're fucked. So, you can't call the Scottish English. I'm sorry. How dare you? To all our Scottish listeners, I am very sorry. You know, uh, eat some haggis and feel better in the morning. Um, One of my favorite moments, actually, from his movie, uh, In the Loop, is actually, he literally says that, never call me English again. <laughs> I always, you know, that's a, I need to, I need to stop doing that because that, that is actually, because it's like, you kind of hear about the hit, like when you start learning about the history uh, between yeah, no. like the Scottish and the English, you're like, oh, well, fuck. I kind of, yeah. kind of don't want to bring that up. And I, I guess it's kind of, you don't want to be on Peter. You don't want to be on the, on the bad side of Scotland. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, no one, no one has brought cursing to an art form than the Scots. That's true. That's true. Like, if you ever see a Scotsman or a Scotswoman curse, it's, it's art. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see in your life. That is true. That is yeah. true. They're, they're very, they're, they're wordsmiths in that sense. I think, you know, <laughs> Uh, but okay, so you know we're, we're talking about celebrities. You know, we kind of mention a lot of yeah. celebrities, and I feel like there's like a lot of interesting celebrity stuff that's going on right now, right? So I just wanted to, you know, if, if it's okay, you know, we we've already kind of we addressed the serious stuff about our planet burning into a giant river of sulfur, um, and everyone dying. Yeah, yeah, which is fine, you know. And the beauty of it is, what I think is amazing about it is the fact that these people, these self-important celebrities, will die, will also die too, right? Which is great. Um, one of the, what? Sorry, continue. Sorry. I lost my pen. All right. So, you know, this, I, before we get into that, actually, we'll get more nerds in a second. Like before I was just in Sacramento doing a, a show called Wizard World, right? Which is like a, it's, How was that? it's not good. It wasn't great at all. No? In, fact, in fact, it sucked. But like, <laughs> you know, it was kind of a smaller show. It was in a barn, weirdly enough. Like it smelled like livestock. Um, V's an optimistic yeah, mood. Yeah. Climate strike has, has brought about a different side of V. So listen, uh, you know, and this is this is the one thing about it because I, I needed I needed to bring it up. I feel like I need to bring it up because I, I just understand it, right? So like there was a stage like at this show, and so they were playing this stuff inside of this barn, and the person who was the MC who was literally on the mic almost the whole time was fucking Cato Kalin of all people. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 been looking for work for ages though. bro hold on kato kalen from the oj trial yeah yeah yep. oj trial kato kalen was on the mic the whole time we, uh, I, okay. okay can we just so, can we point out that how how did kato kalen become like that's the thing he's most famous for is the oj trial yeah i know can i tell you Believe me, a, i know so so i uh i, I gamble have right? you met him and i yeah, I play poker at, at uh, Commerce Casino here in LA sometimes, right? Not very often, but like I have like it, it's a little further. So I was playing poker, mind you. I'm playing at a fucking one dollar, two dollar table. You right? were drunk at the time, so too. like no, I was sober at the time. But you, you, the one two dollar limit is the lowest limit you could play, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting at the table and I see this guy, right? And I'm like, this guy looks fucking familiar. And I have no idea who he is, but like I bet. Like he calls 
and then the next fucking on the flop i go all in he calls i take all his money he kind of gets like pissed off you know he's like damn it you know like this guy he beat me and then he just like walks away and then some guy like pats me in the back he's like hey how do you feel beating fucking oj's boy kato kalen i'm like what he's like that's kato kalen from the oj trial holy shit <laughs> i'm like oh shit i took that motherfucker's money that's a, okay i'm not a fan of celebrity stories but that's a good one right there that's a good one if anyone did you yeah, take 150 dollars from him you beat you beat kato kalen you degenerate at poker. <laughs> i took 150 dollars okay. from him can we just say that that's, that's also really tragic yeah yeah <laughs> the dude's hard on luck right now you or know, for a while, we should say. I'm going to say this right now, right? Uh, if you ever actually like look at the OJ trial, everyone who was in that trial was pretty much a uh, they were they were pretty much whoring themselves for celebrity status, right? Yeah. That trial was a fucking circus. It was, it was like the Menendez farce. trial, right? Like it was a farce. Um, and you know, Cato being kind of one of the people who kind of uh, I guess got some fame out of it. You know, he was trying to sell his autograph, no one bought him. Um, and uh, he tried to give high fives to people, no one gave it to him, which I thought was kind of funny actually. So it ended up like uh you know scuffling some kid's hair uh, but what i find more interesting is that he uh he actually said this on the mic he went you know uh my name is uh kato kaylin you may have remembered me from celebrity big brother where i got a colonoscopy and i went well no one remembers you for that you know but uh <laughs> being up your own ass is actually you know something that is probably the reason why you're here you know like <laughs> I was on Celebrity Big Brother. I got a colonoscopy. Did he really say that? He <laughs> said that. Mic? He said that on the mic. Now, to be fair, this wasn't a big show. There wasn't that many people there, but he still decided. He still yeah, said it proudly. You know, like the, the crowd size is not what the problem is. The venue is what the problem is. If he had brought this up in like an intimate gathering, it would have been awkward. But yeah. you'd be like, all right, that's just Kato Kalen. <laughs> He brought it up as MC of a fucking convention. Know, yeah, convention. I don't understand. And literally, I had to sit here and I fucking watch him <laughs> sing karaoke. You know, this fucking guy was trying to sing uh, 80 songs because he's trying to get people to do karaoke with him. And shit. You should have shouted it louder, though. You really did. You should have. I wanted, honestly, I wanted, I was ready to throw my shoe at the damn guy. I was, it was like a George W. Bush moment for me. Like, oh I wanted to throw God. my fucking shoe at him. I just want to point out that this might be the Arcado Kalen episode. It would have been fantastic if I also had a Kato Kalen story yeah. like yeah. somehow in our lives like destiny has worked out that each one of us in our own ways have run across kato kalen at some point yeah. so the, one dude, is, the one student that you failed in your class is did, kalen they, Diz took his money v took his dignity <laughs> you know he failed my class i took his self-respect <laughs> it's just like we've been secretly bullying kato, kato kalen for the past two decades <laughs> I had no idea who the guy was. I just took his money. Oh God, was was I'm actually dying. I have got tears in my eyes because if you had told me that that's the direction this podcast would have taken, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> you know, Kalen. I legit thought he was like a retired like fucking meteorologist from the news because people were looking at him like he was famous. I was like, oh, this must be Dallas oh, Reigns. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea who he was, but I took his money, damn it. You run across the strangest people, I swear. I mean, you know, it happens when you travel in the most weirdest of circles, I guess. But, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I wanted to bring that up specifically because I thought it was a funny story. But also, you know, like the definition of celebrity is very malleable in our society, I feel <laughs> like, right? Like, you know, at least in this era. 
Yeah, definitely. And like, I, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, I was bored a lot of the time. So I was on my iPad looking up stuff and like, I didn't know this, but did you know Jeremy Renner had an app at one point? Oh God. What? Is this like the KFC app that we talked about a couple of weeks uh, ago? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like the dating app. Not, not in the okay. same way. Like it's not a daddy's app or anything like that, but I'm sure probably people think Jeremy Renner is the daddy, but like, you know, like he actually had an app for a while, you know, and I guess it just got shut down because the internet ruins everything. But essentially like, uh, the way that it worked was like it was basically it was literally called the Jeremy Renner, Renner app and it was I guess I guess his uh, fans are called Renner heads which isn't particularly oh, creative at all yeah like a red heads or something like that. I don't know like you know it's one of those stupid names Jesus Christ. yeah you know I excuse me I'm sorry it's Hawkeye I understand I don't want I don't want all the Jeremy Renner people to come after us but like you know all 12 of dope, them. bro yeah you know fucking hater yeah. I don't. He's not, he's my. He's not my favorite. I'll be honest. Come on. You know of the okay. So like of the two Avengers, it's like I can't. I can't do Hawkeye and I can't do uh, Black Widow. Like I can't. Yeah, same. Do. In fact, yeah. I know that that scene. I mean, it's not a spoiler alert now at this point. Everyone's seen it, but the scene where they had to make the decision about the sacrifice was meant to be emotional. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. just like, can't you both fall off? I didn't go that far. With I it was like, <laughs> I hope. I hope they grab onto each other and jump together. Just go. Don't give it. I'm sick and tired of it, right? I was so done. I was meant to be. Oh my God. She gave herself. I'm like, no, just both of you go. Yeah. You know, I felt bad about it. (laughs) You know, I felt bad about it too. And then I realized that Scarlett Johansson is a yellow facing, uh, you know, uh, good Lord is she, she's a, she's straight yellow facing and she, you know, she backs up these freaking, uh, pedophiles. Like what's his face? Woody Allen and shit. So yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of her and ScarJo is uh, off the list you know of, of of people that i respect in the avengers but that's neither mm-hmm. here nor there right now this jeremy renner app essentially it's like it's basically it's it's through this company called escape x which is like this uh it's a kind of this upstart tech company that's creating the like, social media platform for celebrities social media influencers whatever else and they have a little bit more autonomy over the app itself so like they have the ability to monetize in their own way as opposed to something like instagram or facebook where you have to go through kind of the systems that are put in place through the developers in order for you to, you know, to do anything. Right. And it also kind of focuses the uh, crowds specifically for as fans of a specific person. So like, you know, people who are on the Jeremy Renner app tend to be, you know, people who are fans of Jeremy Renner. Right. Mm-hmm. So, ah, yeah. So like, Renner it's not heads. like Instagram where it's all like, where, you know, right. it, you know, you, I'm, I could be a fan of, you know, I, I'm not a fan of post Malone, but I can f- look at post Malone shit. Right. Like, right. So it's like on basically, Instagram. Yeah. It's like taking everyone's personal Instagram account and making that into the app. Essentially, yes. And now so, the interesting thing about this is that, you know, the monetization works differently also. You know, they had this 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 thing on there where basically there was like you could buy stars. So by throwing money into the app, you would put, they would give you like there would be like a top five Jeremy Renner fans things like oh, the people who contribute wow. the most, you know, would be put would be featured on the wow. thing, right? But all they're literally buying clout on this like on this app jesus christ this is it's interesting because it's a kind of like the gig economy plus celebrity culture fusing together huh yeah yeah and it's uh you know it, it was pretty crazy because like it got, i mean you know it, it, it got like, do people actually like one do celebrities actually use these apps in, in addition to fucking jeremy renner and two are there a lot of people on them so, like, as I understand it, like, this Escape X specifically is a relatively new company, right? Like, it boasts, like, something, like, generously boasts, like, something like, you know, like, 500 creators or whatever else w- within the app. And, uh, you know, the amount of people on there, it's, like, it's it's like I think it's a small burgeoning online community. So, like, 
the same things you would see in like kind of forums you know specific you know like you know if you do like a forum for D or for whatever else right you have like a decent amount of people that are kind of involved in it but it's not like you know it's obviously not mainstream enough like on an instagram where there's billions of people on it right or, or your tiktok or whatever else but there was enough that it made an impact that you know other celebrities were on it you know and uh essentially it, it had to get taken down it got taken down like a week or two ago because uh people found out that it existed and started trolling <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know the, the internet the internet is the a internet, thing, man. Yeah. the internet take it away yeah seriously and it's like it's like you know every time you see a good thing happen right all of a sudden it's like you know everyone some people want to watch the world burn right and like it kind of happened in the in the most interesting of ways you know just like just like with the whole thing where diz decided to bankrupt kato kalen without knowing who he was right like i did it yeah (laughs) you know this guy um essentially this guy steven heck like inadvertently destroyed the app because like he was so like amused by it that he like posted about it on his twitter you know and like because mm-hmm. he was like he was like basically trying to go oh well basically like when you get updates on it it basically looks like jeremy renner is messaging you and you know he mentioned something about like watching porn on the weekend or something and then like you know he, he basically let let it go and then like throughout the weekend like when he got back t- to his home because he went camping or something like he went i destroyed the app without actually realizing what happened because people found out about the, the the tweet and they all went onto the fucking app and started trolling the shit out of it to the point where Jimmy Render decided to shut it down. Oh my god. <laughs> dude, dude, look, man, these celebrities will do anything to make some extra money. All right. Have you guys heard of Cameo? <clears throat> what is that? Okay, so Cameo is a website that you could go on. So right now, like if I wanted to, I could spend $2,500 and I could get a personalized message sent to you, Ali, from Caitlyn Jenner. She'll send like a 30-second message directed towards you. She'll say your name or like whatever the hell else I want her to say that like gets approved. But so she's the uh, the most expensive featured artist right now. She's You pay $2,500 to get a message from her. Are you, you pay $2,000. No, you pay $2,000 for Sarah Jessica Parker. Here's here's Wait a, a minute. The hold mo- on a minute. Hold just pause for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, how much for Caitlyn Jenner? Twenty five hundred dollars. Why? Wait. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Wait is it, it does Caitlyn like- Jenner mean the same thing to to the rest of y'all? Does it, we're talking about we're talking know, about the the so, we're talking about Caitlyn Jenner of the Kardashians, right? Yeah, twenty five hundred dollars to get a personalized message from Caitlyn Jenner. Wait a minute, now here's the thing. I'm still not getting this. <laughs> Jeez, what? What is Caitlyn Jenner known for? Like, uh, like, what is she, she celebrity? Like, other than being part of the Kardashians and originally an Olymp- like an Olympic may- ages ago. Yeah, she was a triathlon. Winner. Yeah, but what? What is she like? I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Okay, so here's the thing, right? So they have like different categories, like you know, like actor. And then Sarah Jessica Parker. When was the last fucking time Sarah Jessica Parker was any is in anything? Wait, that's not even the most absurd one. I'll get you, I'll get the most absurd. One. The most absurd one's hilarious. Okay. But um, so losing my for, mind for, for, is... for the category, the category that Caitlyn Jenner is under is icon. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you've got to be um, me. Okay. But the, I, the most expensive one I found so far, and I think this is the most expensive cameo of all time. I'm losing my shit. Fifty, fifty thousand dollars. You've got to be kidding me. I will give you each three guesses to tell me who it is. Please don't tell me it's. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose my mind. 
Come on, just quick. Uh, three, three names off the top okay. of your head. You uh, think that people uh, would pay fifty grand? Kim for Kardashian. It? Nope. Okay. Uh, Kanye West. Nope. Uh, Beyonce. Nope. Okay. V, you get, those are all good guesses, but no. V, three guesses. Uh, $50,000. Um, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, who's that girl from Disney? Um, I'm almost 100% sure Shia LaBeouf would show up to your party for a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> In all fairness, of all the celebrities, he seems to be the most down to earth. Yeah. First yeah, of all, my, Shia LaBeouf my, is not invited to any of my parties. <laughs> are you talking about? Are you talking about Miley Cyrus? V? What? Miley Cyrus from Disney? Yeah, well, let's let's say that. No, no. Oh, well, no. I don't know who else then. Okay, fifty thousand dollars for stand-up comedian Chris D'Elia. You, oh wow! I'm I'm gonna <laughs> fucking flip this microphone over. Shut the fuck okay, up. Okay. Okay, but he did it as a joke. He said, "Okay, his his bio says I ain't doing this shit for less than a thousand dollars. I'd make it more, but Cameo doesn't allow me to do it. So I guess Cameo allowed him to make it more. So he made it fifty thousand dollars. To lose my fucking mind! Oh my god, I was gonna throw this mic across the room. You do people actually pay for this? Yeah, dude. My friend, uh, my friend paid for Kevin from the office." whatever something no see here yeah she paid for kevin from the office to do uh to wish a happy birthday to her husband and she probably paid like a hundred bucks for i forgot his it's like bomb gardener or something. okay okay that's brian she paid let's see how much 175 dollars for brian bomb gardener to wish you a happy birthday i get okay hold on. it's like a minute long I'm compose myself I'm losing, my, I'm losing my mind over here I get that this is meant to be a way for celebrities to make some extra money as if they need, need it, but okay, it's, to make some extra money, but also a way to make celebrities accessible to ordinary people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Ordinary people can't afford $1,000 for a celebrity cameo. Yeah. This is for privileged okay. people. Like, like That's first and yeah. foremost. But then this is like at its core the most blatantly overtly exploitative app for celebrity culture celebrity culture as it is i have an issue with you all know this right i'm very open about Mm -hmm. i find it deeply problematic i don't like cult worship i don't like the cult of personality i'm not a fan of celebrity culture i think it's it has seriously major consequences for our cultural values that we uplift these people into these pedestals right Mm -hmm. i have a real problem with it but then you take what is already a psychologically exploitative relationship something that it really exploits the one ray relationship between people it's known as a parasocial relationship it is fucking parasitic right literally Mm -hmm. one person sucking the attention of another person they'll never know as horrible as it is, there are certain social functions to it, right? It can help people uh, overcome loneliness. It could get give people a sense of self. You can create a sense of community through fandom. Fandoms are beautiful things, right? Or they can be. They have some dark sides, but they can be really beautiful things. But you take that and then make it into a literal money extraction machine. Pay me for attention. Pay me so that I say your name. Pay me so that you've like that to me is such a serious fucking problem and that this stuff can get launched without any major like what the fuck you're already making hundreds of thousands of dollars if not millions of dollars in your job but then you're going to now charge people to say hi 
Like, mm-hmm. no motherfucker. That, like, uh, that just mind, like, soon we're going to reach that point where celebrities aren't going to take selfies with people. You got to pay me. I'm on this app. Once you've paid the I mean, app, they do that then already, I'll take the though. selfie. That's already, uh, like, this I, is, I mean, it's they how, do that, yeah. Yeah, that's an, it, oh God, I hate that, right? So I recently was actually reading an Atlantic article that did a really good job of digging into this thing called TikTok. We joked about TikTok earlier on. And there's a couple things that I think really relates to this. One, the, the TikTok crisis is one and first and foremost, it's yeah. actually run by a Chinese company called yeah. Dance Bite, I think, or Bite Dance or something along those lines. And it is considered to be one of the most advanced uh, algorithm apps out there. More than any other social media site, TikTok's algorithm is, is, is considered to be the most efficient, most advanced, almost AI-like technology that it literally sh- predicts or it tries to predict your interests and then feeds you nonstop videos. In other words, it has a way of capturing attention in a way that Jeez, no other app yeah. has. It's super addictive. Uh, even a TikTokers themselves joke about this. They go, we joined TikTok ironically, and now we're all fucking addicted. Now we do it. It's like yeah. cringy, but sincerely, right? And they point that out. That's a real thing. And that's because TikTok is literally designed to do that. It is function to do that, to make it addicting. But what TikTok also does is it creates micro-celebrity culture. So that this author talks about how she went to this uh, fan meetup with these young TikTok e-boys. I don't know what you even call them, right? These like these micro-celebrities from TikTok who are all in their 20s and their fans were in like wow. 14s and 13s. And these young fans were putting up really highly sexualized and highly suggestive videos on TikTok. So you have this app that is when first and foremost rooted in what? Exploitation. Mm-hmm. Exploitation of attention. It then creates a platform for really what is the worst habits of fandom, either a really dangerous and exploitative situation of vulnerable, vulnerable people, whether they're young or they're marginalized or whatever, right? They are deeply vulnerable and now they're being exposed with no real protection, with no real safeguard. We've seen examples of young TikTok girls who were uh, became uh, guys became so up, wildly obsessed yeah, with them, they yeah, had to yeah. deactivate accounts, stalker issues. We had several cases of these over and over again. Right? This isn't just an old man going, "Oh, be careful of strangers on the interwebs." It's talking about how these platforms are fundamentally built to be this dangerous, right? Because that's how they're able to monetize. That's how they're able to make money in this attention economy. Two, it creates the exploitative relationship between the fan and the the content creator and the consumer. A a totally vacuous distinction. Content creator, my ass. You're fucking filming. Yeah, no, really. There's no content. It's really the most uncreative process I've ever seen in my life. Don't compare yourself to like a blogger or a writer or or a photographer, even like an Instagram, you know, photographer. There's still respect there for an art form, right? Like it may be Instagram, but hey, that person is putting an effort in, right? Don't give me this shit because you (laughs) lip sync that you're a content creator. So there's that exploitative relationship. But two, it's like what we're seeing is like with between Cameo and Escape X and, and TikTok is what we're seeing is a consolidation of fan and celebrity culture in which fandom and celebrity culture are being more and more 
controlled by corporate interest. That it's not an organic thing like, oh, I really like so-and-so's art, or I really like this actor. Hey, you like this actor too. Let's bond over this. Instead, it's like, hey, we're going to buy a thousand dollars worth of so-and-so's attention. This transition as a result of these technologies is seriously fucking alarming. And it's happening in this normative way that no one's addressing. Like none of us are going, wait a minute, hold on. Things like Escape X and Cameo should not exist. We just assume like, okay, that's the next technological advancement. Let's just accept it for what it is. But there's worse stuff than that, right? Like, so as bad as Cameo is, um, you have people who have like their just fans pages or only fans and then their their patreons that just like fan it's it's usually meant for like um like women like so guys will pay like these celebrities or these cosplayers or whatever um and that's where like they'll post like nude photos it's a pornographic thing yeah so it's it's become like yeah they've it's yeah, become amateur pornography. There's a pornography. whole other conversation we can have on amateur pornography and the rise of like the that those type of sites or the joke about oh I sell, I'm selling feet pics or whatnot, right? Like there's a whole conversation mm-hmm. we had about amateur pornography, also because there's more to it. It's complicated, right? On one end, it can yeah. be very empowering for women, right? It could be a way of of taking back power uh, from the male gaze. So there's there's more to be talked about when we talk about amateur porn yeah. uh, or or lewds or nudes or any of that type of stuff or the cosplay, which kind of overlaps with this. There's a much more nuanced and complicated conversation to have. But at its core, this consolidation of fan culture is uncomfortable for me. It's, it really, yeah. it, it, we're, we're talking about a really radical transformation of culture. Now, part of it, mm-hmm. I think, is just people are trying to find some sense of meaning or some sense of like group, you know, solidarity or like, you know, I get like, you know, why do you join a fandom? So you find like-minded people. I just don't understand how we can go from that yeah. to, hey, pay yeah, me a thousand dollars to say hello to you, right? I like this is the this is like the bodega app all over again. It's like nobody in the yeah. tech world is saying just because I can do it, should I do it? Like, there's no ethicist that just like there should be all these fucking companies should have ethicists that go hold on a minute. You need to have that Jurassic Park moment. You know what I mean? Like when 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 Jeff Goldblum's character goes when malcolm goes you guys were so busy asking the question if you can do it that none of you asked should you do it you're, like, a, you you're on a Jurassic, Jurassic park, park kick today i might want a Jurassic park kick. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. saying like there's something about like that conversation is not being had in silicon valley like that, I, I like I, genuinely yeah. this this really is alarming to me Hashtag money over morals, baby. Hashtag money over morals. <laughs> Fucking what is the world coming to? Anyways, we're going to end the podcast here. Uh, I think there's a, we're, this is going to actually be a part one. We're going to expand this further. I think what you brought up, Diz, there's really a lot to kind of build off of there and have a real conversation about, um, but also really kind of digging further into this. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, what do you think about, uh, you know, the climate strike situation? What do you think about climate change? Or, or is this something that you want to get involved in more? Uh, what are ways that you are getting involved in addressing this? How about your story of Kato Kalin? Have you had a run-in with this guy? And if so, please hit us up on social media. If we get a few of them, we'll shout them out on uh, on the podcast. Um, and also let us know what your thoughts are about this weird kind of emergence of celebrity culture and technology. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Actually, I know how I feel about this. Uh, let us know how you what you feel, and Diz will let you know how you can do that. Yeah, um, you could let us know on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy, Instagram, 
uh, at currently nerdy, Twitter at currently nerdy, Tumblr currently nerdy.tumblr.com. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and on the iTunes podcast app. Make sure that you're subscribed. If you're already subscribed, make sure you give us a five-star rating. If you've already done that and you've already reviewed us, make your friends subscribe to us. Be a good friend. Friends make other friends listen to Currently Nerdy. Um, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can they get a hold of you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at vtran214. That's V-Y. T-R-A and 214 on my website, thesandwichslayer.com. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at A-A-O-L-O-M-I. I'm actually releasing a new Twitter thread this week uh, that's going to be really interesting, so check that out. Um, you can also find me on our sister podcast, Head on History, or on my website at alialomi.com. Diz. All right. You can find me on the interwebs at Dizbulla. You can also find me on our other podcast called Currently Nerdy Sports, um, we're just waiting for iTunes to pick up the RSS feed. But if you need fantasy football advice, if you want to talk a little bit about sports or hear people talk about sports, join that. Me and my buddy Akbar do a good job talking about that. Um, Ali, perfect birthday present that the uh, listeners can give to you um, whenever your birthday is that they won't ever know. So just everyone send him a random cameo from Tommy Lauren. It's $60 so from Tommy Lauren. <laughs> Anybody who does that will be will we earn my eternal ire and will be cursed <laughs> with the uh, hellfires of damnation all right we'll end it there thank you all for tuning in remember stay smart sexy nerds all hail the currently nerdy empire <laughs>